funny, everyone. We made it. Holy if you're moly. listening to this the day it's dropped, happy brand new year. It's Super 2020. Brand new year. And we're delighted that you're here listening to us. And because to reward you, we're going to give you another episode that we've already played before. Very good chance that you've already heard it. We've regifted. It's, it's, but it's a one of our favorites. Yes, it is. It's the part two of the tampon series. If you missed last week's, that was part one. This is part two. It's from our first season. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. But before we do that, I just want to say like happy 2020 to McCoblos. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. The year it's a new decade. The year of the impeachment whole, or oh, a new president. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, God, God willing. Both. God willing. Well, let's let's Please. like shimmy Wittershins or something. Okay. We have a lot to look forward to this decade. It's a decade. It's, it's a new, wow! It's, a whole new it's a new decade, it's and we have known each other since the last decade, mm. even a little earlier oh than that. Yeah. Oh my God! 1977, I think, is when we all met. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will try not to be too loud, if in case you have a hangover. Oh, that's. Smart. Oh yes. We sorry, maybe just Wittershin too aggressively. I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry listeners. Okay. I'm so sorry. But um, for our first episode of 2020, please enjoy this rerun. But know that 2020, we're bringing you some fun stuff. Fun it's, stuff. Next week, you're really going to like it. Next week, you can't even, you're not even going to understand. Oh, it's so good. It's going to blow your mind. I mean, I know what episode I'm talking about. I do too. I don't. <laughs> I guess I didn't look at the. Next week is our prim- 50th episode. Yeah. <gasps> next you week. guys, it's going to be fantastic. Meg just remembered. She's hungover. <laughs> Sorry. Meg went horde last night. Horde. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a rerun. Next episodes are fiftieth. We're fifty. 50. Kick, stretch, stretch, and kick. kick. So enjoy tampon part two, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey everyone, and welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Kate. I'm Meg T. And I'm Meg H. Meg H. Chewing a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't ready for us to hit record. Oh, God. So thanks for joining us, everyone. We are continuing our series on tampons and talking about all the things you should have known, wanted to know, don't know. Didn't know you didn't know. Didn't know know you didn't know. And we should do a song right now. Okay. Okay. Tampon song. I don't Um, too much pressure. Uh... You tamp me right now. No, no. <laughs> Tampon me, love. <laughs> Everybody tells me so. Tampon me, love. No, no, no. no. When I'm bleeding monthly and I don't feel all right, <laughs> I put in that super plus and make makes it me feel no, all right. I was going to say, and make sure it's there tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care too much for, for maxi pads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. I was trying to think of a beautiful Great song. job. <laughs> so uh, in this episode, Meg Hayes is going to bring us some bleed search on... Yes. Uh, tampon health and the environment and just you know the science of the tampon um but first you guys i want to do something first uh i want to play you guys a phone call we got so after we did the call in episode where people called in and told us their first time stories oh yeah we got a, a few more and one of them in particular made me as the kids say lol 
<laughs> and I want you guys to listen I to it. I don't think kids say that anymore. Okay? I, yeah, I don't think either. I think a bunch of 35-year-olds say that. <laughs> Ten years ago, kids were saying that. <laughs> um, let me pull it up real quick. All right, here we go. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's Molly Sanchez. You are so funny. You're so thoughtful. This podcast is so necessary. Oh, I'm so glad to be your friend. Um, okay, so my first time. So I read Judy Bloom as a young girl. And Judy Bloom makes it seem like periods are this bitchin' thing that everybody really wants to have. So I read a bunch of Judy Bloom books one summer and was like, fuck, when am I going to get this period? I'm so excited. And I was so excited to get it that I actually um, faked it for the first time. <laughs> so we, um, I was probably 10 or 11. And uh, I really wanted to get my period. My brother used this pink um, Tweety Bird uh, toothpaste. So it's like, pink is the color of periods. No. <laughs> so I put some of that toothpaste on my underwear and just a little, a little tiny dot of pink toothpaste on my underwear. And I, so later in the day, I called my mom and I'm like, mother. I have begun my period. And she looks at it. And God bless my mom. She's, like, so sweet. She's like, oh, um, are you sure that, like, you didn't, like, cut yourself or accidentally, like, have a an alley or something on your vagina? And I was like, no, mother. I'm a woman now. She's like, okay. So she showed me, you know, pads that she had bought for me. And I put one on. And it just, I didn't know that, like, periods are a thing that keeps happening. I thought, one and done, baby, done, done, done. So I was like, that'll show her. I got it, done, over with. So when I actually got my real period, I was probably, it was probably, like, two years later. And I had a morning where I, like, I really fought with my mom. I was, like, really snappy and nasty. I was just, like, stressed about it all day. And, like, feeling so grumpy that I was mad at my mom. And I came home and I took out my pants. And there was not one little beep of blood. There was, like, a, I'm going to say, like, a big, like, whoosh of, like, brown blood there. Uh, and so I was like, oh, no. Now I'm actually a woman. So I called my mom crying. And I'm like, I'm sorry for fighting with you. And also... I lied to you. I just got my period for real. I'm really scared. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Molly. A, it was brown. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Again. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> so oh, <funny>. wow. <laughs> oh, so good. So funny. Molly. That's amazing. And just little pink toothpaste. I mean, <laughs> part of me thinks that her mom was probably like, Okay. <laughs> it smells minty, Molly. <laughs> Why does it smell like bubble yum? I also love how in Molly's retelling of the story, she's she's a 55-year-old woman. <laughs> mother. <laughs> oh, uh, Molly, thank you so much we for that you, amazing phone call. If anyone else out there ever faked their period, please let us know. Please. 9106-UTERUS. Call us. Yeah. Tell us your story. So I am going to talk to you guys about uh, seven problematic things about tampons. Ooh, I'm going to mainly reference a Bustle article from Rachel Krantz uh, from May of 2015. Uh, and I'll sprinkle in some other research that I did. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, uh, number one. The FDA does not regulate ingredients used in feminine hygiene products. Oh my God. I just learned this recently. Fun. Insane. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Everything else is regulated, right? Like lotions. But it seems like you're putting something up your hoo-ha. It's fucking stupid. Okay. So feminine hygiene products overall, the umbrella, Mm -hmm. FDA doesn't require us telling us what ingredients are being used. Even like like a menstrual cup. Like we don't know what type of plastic was used or what toxins or whatever yeah. were used to or at least create the that. company doesn't have to they don't have to tell us yeah jack shit um so the fda does though require that the performance claims made in the advertisements match like what they actually do <laughs> so someone was someone was quoted like yeah i've definitely seen like gone to see how they test the absorbency but i don't know what the fuck's in them <laughs> Like they have to be, you know, if they say they're going to absorb blood, they have to do that. Basically, Uh, the FDA requires that they advertise appropriately, but they don't tell us like what what is what that cotton is made of. Okay, no. So we have to start making the ads say that they won't kill us, and then they have to prove that. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Great idea. Perfect. So that's number one. Uh, Number two, our vaginas are hella absorbent. Uh, um, we're, uh, our badges are lined with permeable mucous membranes, which protect the body from bacteria, but which can also easily absorb or be irritated by chemicals. Um, these, uh, membranes are filled with blood vessels, which means like anything that uh, we absorb can easily get into our bloodstream. That's why, cause there was that thing going around where like people were soaking, their tampons yes, and vodka. Exactly. And they were like, don't do that. To, to get yeah. drunk and put yeah. it in them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like. They were they referenced that. They were like, yeah, you know that fad of how you get shwasted with vodka laden tampons? Huh. Like, that's how absorbent Guys, our bodies are. Let's do are. an episode where we do that and then do an episode <laughs> recording in the hospital. Oh my God. Aunt Deanna will not approve. <laughs> <laughs> also, my cousin Kelly texted me after that episode and she's like, you curse as much as you want. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Love you. Aww. Um, Oh, yeah. So I guess there's um, they they referenced the studies show that estrogen can be absorbed vaginally 10 to 80 times the rate of taking it orally. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. So maybe that's what like NuvaRing. Yeah. So it basically shows how absorbent our vaginas are. Wow. Yeah. Our vaginas are amazing. They are. Okay. I mean, straight up. They can absorb goose fat. They can absorb. <laughs> As we talked about in last episode. Honey Papyrus. and from the Nile. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're hella absorbent. So that means, you know, they probably absorb the pesticides and chlorine that may or may not be in our tampons. Sweet. Having fun yet? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, chlorine is in tampons. Why? Number three, pesticides (laughs) aren't great for your vagina. (laughs) I think I rename, I I don't remember if I renamed some of these or if this is legitimately from the Bustle article. (laughs) Women's uh, Voice for the Earth uh, has found a wide variety of chemicals and pesticides can contaminate cotton tampons, including, and this is fun, also just frame of reference, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, it maybe shouldn't go up your vagina. Fair point. Good tip. (laughs) Prosimidon and piperonyl butoxide. (laughs) 
which the EPA deem a probable human carcinogen. Ah, why are they in tampons? <laughs> what? Are, yeah. they, are these in current tampons or tampons of yes. yesteryear? No, I believe these are current. Oh, jeez. Uh, it oh also God. says, shockingly, not much, not much research into the risks women are exposed to has been uh, done. Of course not. And that yeah. was that I saw that in multiple articles. Uh. So it's kind of like maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, uh, there are unknown long-term effects of chlorine bleaching. Uh, and you know what happens when you insert something with chlorine inside of you? I mean, yeah, I kind of want to hear some buddy who designs tampons reason for. Well, one reason for chlorine is that it's cheaper because the natural way to bleach the cotton is to use hydrogen peroxide, which I think people do that, you know, if you buy a tampon that's chlorine free, Mm -hmm. they're probably using hydrogen peroxide, but it's pricier. So a lot of big companies use chlorine. But is it just purely to make the tampons white or is it also like a hygienic That's a really good question. I don't know. I'm like, I don't give a shit if my tampon's white. I mean, it's cotton, so it's naturally white. So I would assume it's some yeah, sort of cleaning. Because right. hydrogen peroxide, I use to gargle sometimes. Yeah. It can be used as like a cleaning right. agent. I used to put it in my ears. Yeah. I don't totally know why. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> Maybe why that's why I can't I hear out of my left Maybe ear. that's why you all sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, here you go, Meg. Chlorine is used to whiten and disinfect raw materials, but it leaves behind these dioxin residues in the fibers of the tampon. Again, this is all from this bustler. Dioxin, which is the thing that we learned can cause endometriosis in monkeys. There you go. Remember? Dioxin. Dioxins are carcinogens, which are cancer-causing agents. They've also been linked to abnormal tissue growth. Endometriosis. So when we pull a tampon outside of our body, small parts of these fibers... Uh, sometimes break off and hang outside our vaginal canal. These fibers can create a bleeding ground, a breeding ground <laughs> for bacteria, and that's where toxic shock can happen. Okay. Ah! Um, and it's, as, as I said, it's not the only sterilizing option. You could also do hydrogen peroxide, but it's more expensive. So, not a so lot they of use chlorine to save money. Yep. Okay. <gasps> Thanks a lot. Yeah, cool. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> Way to get him, Meg. Um, um, there is a huge environmental footprint as well mm. that tampons can cause. This article says average women use eleven to 16,000 tampons. You said on the higher side, six, over 16,000 mm. uh, in their lifetime. And a lot of these use plastic applicators um, that don't biodegrade. Also, chlorine bleaching can fall into our oceans and can kill animals. Um, and pesticides can also affect our air quality. The pesticides used for the cotton. Because like, we forget cotton's just a crop. So if you right, think right. of like any issues we have with food being like, uh, you know, food that we eat having pesticides, like cotton has yep. the same issue. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so there was an estimate. There's this, there's this, I guess, publication called um, Natural Savvy. And they estimated that by using... Plastic-laden uh, feminine hygiene products. We add the equivalent of 180 billion plastic bags to our waste system. No. That seemed shocking to me, and I've never heard of that publication before. So I would take it with a grain of salt. But Bustle used it, so um, that's depressing. Yeah. So basically, uh, the most eco-friendly uh, product to use are menstrual cups, 
After that would be tampons with a cardboard applicator or no applicator ah. at all. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I, know. I know. Period finger. <laughs> we talked about this. We talked about th- I know. I still love my pearls. Um, <laughs> Clutch my pearls. <laughs> Get your hands off my pearls. <laughs> um, number six. Plastic in and around your pussy isn't the greatest. <laughs> um, the average pad is equivalent to four plastic bags, according to this what? article. The average pad? Pad is the equivalent to four plastic bags. Yeah. Uh, Guys, it's surrounded I don't... in plastic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to have that kind of... Body. Maybe we should go back to goose oil, you guys. Hey. Hey. Oh, Earth and honey. The goose fat? Take a trip to the Nile. I've always wanted to see Egypt. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, like, pads aren't great either. There's The whole right. next thing is about chemicals like BPA and BPS disrupt embryonic development and are linked to heart disease and cancer, and they can be on your pads. Jesus. So that's why, that's why the, the title of this heading is, like, in and plastic in and around yeah. your pussy right so even if your pussy is like resting on a pad pads yeah. still pads still don't have to divulge what ingredients are used also synthetics and plastics um just in and around your vagina don't really help with like airflow so you could get you know um bacteria in there yeast, yeast infections and the like that's redonkulous yeah Fun times. And number seven, there's very little research and not enough data to support any of these things. Like I said earlier, there's not many studies of how women are affected long term by all these things. Okay, so like, this is so upsetting, but maybe this is me just being like defensive or maybe it's me just being optimistic, but like. Because you love your tampon? Because I love my tampon. Yeah. And my pads. It's okay. I've got some some positives. Like, like, it's the same way I sort of feel about like germs in general. Yeah. Like. I haven't died yet. Right. right? Exactly. I haven't died yet. I don't have, for all I know, any dioxins in my hoo-ha. Yes. Like, so I'm like, yes, 100%. I'm not trying to, like, discount all this stuff, but it's like, but we've, we're fine, right? Uh Like, we are fine? (laughs) So there was a Vogue article that I read, and they, uh, it started by quoting Lena Dunham, who was giving a shout out to Lola, and Lola, um, Lola's uh, company who, you know, they has kind of, organic tampons. Yeah, they're yeah. very like, uh, very organic, and they offer like all sorts of hygiene products, including like lube and condoms. Yeah, mm. um, and they're open about their ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. I think they say that's like only four ingredients or something. Like so basically, this Vogue art, part of this Vogue article, they interviewed a doctor named Dr. Lena Nathan, um, and she basically said it's good to know what substances are being we're being exposed to. It's a great. Um, you know, organic cotton tampons are a great choice for women seeking more natural and transparent options, but it's not mandatory. She said, we haven't seen a connection to drugstore tampons and an increase in hormonal issues, abnormal tissue growth, immune system issues. She says we haven't seen any, like, concrete evidence that we're, we're seeing an increase in any of those things because okay. of tampons. Okay. Which made me breathe a little bit easier. Okay. Right. Um, she said what con- what toxins we encounter via tampons are small compared to what we encounter in our daily life, <laughs> which is yeah. like both okay. good and bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, also, she said, though, that this could be a lack of interest in the topic. There aren't that many studies showing the long-term effects. So she, she also agreed that 
people just aren't that people meaning men legislators aren't really interested in putting much money into this Mm. um and she said that she would be really interested to see targeted studies on the long-term effects of all of these things in our tampons yeah yeah so like you're saying we haven't died yet there isn't like a shocking increase in any of those areas yeah i don't know maybe there is um well also so in getting into toxic shock yeah um, i want to know i mean so i mean i i feel like toxic shock was something that was always like lorded over us but i don't know anyone that's ever had it yeah and i think that we could probably do an extension episode if we reach out to people that have actually had it absolutely i mean i know tiffany haddish has talked about it i heard an interview she had it tiffany haddish yeah the comedian. Yes. Wow. Uh, and for her, it was like immediate. Like what? she put it inside of her and she was in the hospital. What? It was immediate. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder if people have that reaction or if it's like, I left it in. And yeah. Because like, right. yeah, that's the fear, right? So what? Yeah. Um, so toxic shock is very rare. Um, and it, it, I think it's connected to the use of rayon, which is still used in tampons and prolonged use and high absorbency, Mm. which I said earlier, I think. So in 1982, the FDA required that labels advise that the people using tampons use the least absorbency Mm. necessary. Yeah. Again, they're not telling us what's in the products. They're just saying, if you don't need a super tampon, don't use it. Mm -hmm. Right. Thanks. Super helpful. Thanks. And then in 1990, they introduced a consistent language like light, regular, and super tampons so people had an understanding of how what the absorbency level is. Okay. Um, and there has been a decrease in toxic shock, which could have to do with the fact that um, uh, companies removed the following from tampons. Polyester. Carboxymethicellulose. <laughs> Polyacrylate rayon. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> Poly. Um, uh, however, they still use the highly absorbent viscous rayon. Rayon. Jesus. Viscous so, rayon. So, also, wait, let me just count the number of letters that are in this ingredient. <laughs> Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 20, 22 letters. What is that? What is the word? Carboxymethyl. Methyl. Carb, gonna go forget it again. <laughs> Carboxymethylcellulose. Going back to your 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 pro tip, I think if we can't pronounce it, it shouldn't be in our shouldn't vagina. be in our us. pussies. Um, Thank yeah. you. One positive is I found stories of two female Congresswomen from New York uh, who have introduced bills um, to kind of help in these areas. Carolyn Maloney has introduced the Robin Danielson. Feminine Hygiene Product Safety Act. And it was named after a woman who died from toxic shock. Oh, jeez. Um, she has introduced this bill 10 times. Oh, my it, gosh. It's never gone out of... Um, committee? Committee. Wow. Um, the act demands independent testing of all feminine hygiene products by the National Institute of Health and then making those findings public. I, not radical at so all. So it's right. like a big rayon paying off some like <laughs> Republican the rayon lobbies. Jeez, I know. Who knew that? I know feminine hygiene products are a lobby. I guess that are powerful. Or, so or the chemicals been, in them. You know. Yeah. So she's yeah. been trying to do this for over a decade. Wow. Well over a decade. Uh, and the latest thing I saw was in 2017. So it'd be. I would love to reach out to her to see yeah. like the. Um, status of this bill to see yeah. if we can call people. Um, I also found another congresswoman from New York 
Texas, New York State as well, named Grace Meng. And she introduced the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, which would require feminine hygiene products to tell us what's in their products. Mm. So women are getting shit done. This is why it's important to have women, female politicians. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't know if for sure these women are Democrats or Republicans, but I feel like... Women on both sides of the aisle have to deal with periods. And I would imagine that like more women in general is going to help highlight these issues. So I'll reach out to those women. It'd It'd be be amazing to talk to them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I found a little info, not that much, but it was interesting enough where I want to read it to you. Um, And I have a question. So don't let me forget. I have a question. Okay. Okay. So this is from a Washington Post article uh, from March of 2016. Uh, and the headline is women are still getting toxic shock syndrome and no one quite knows why. Since December of 2015, there had been five reported cases of menstrual related tox- toxic shock syndrome in the state of Michigan. So that was between oh. December and March. Okay. Um, According to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, the state has seen an average of fewer than four cases annually over the last decade. And so then five women in four months mm-hmm. got TSS. A link to tampon usage caused by the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus or... So staph infection? Yeah, or strep, streptococcus pyogenes. (laughs) Maybe both of them. And considered to be life-threatening, the sudden disease increase in TSS cases is both notable and worrisome. Young women are linked by the feminine hygiene products they were using. Four of the five were using super absorbency tampons. Okay. And four of the five were using brand Playtex Sport. Sorry to call a bitch out, but Playtex... Not looking too good. Uh, there was one case involving you by Kotex. Anywho, hmm. that's interesting. Because my question is, if you've successfully used tampons for a while, are you still at risk? Or like, I did you know? read that it usually happens in women under 30. I don't know why that is. Maybe yeah. because through our research, we know that as you get older, your periods tend to get lighter. Not mm. always, yeah. but that's that's fair. I think when we you're could, younger, you need heavier absorbent. Yeah. Mm. I just looked up the symptoms of toxic shock just to, just to remind everybody. Uh, it could be. I mean, it sounds like it could be anything, but mm-hmm. pain areas in the abdomen or muscles, high fever, chills, dizziness, fainting, fatigue, peeling or rashes, vomiting. Hmm sore throat, mental confusion. I guess, you know, if you're experiencing any of those things, just go see a just doctor. Go to the doctor. Um, I, I actually called my mom today because I knew we were going to be doing something on toxic shock. Mm-hmm. And I, because I remember her telling me that my grandma had toxic shock. Oh, wow. And so it always sort of stuck with, st- stuck with me because she would, you know, have you taken your tampon out? And I would tell her like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, Maybe. <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, grandma had toxic shock. So just be careful. And I called her today. I was like, Mom, I remember you telling me when I was younger that Grandma had toxic shock. Like, can you tell me a little bit about that? She goes, oh, no. I think one time her tampon just got stuck in her. She had to go to a doctor. You know, I don't think she ever had toxic shock. (laughs) Why would you say that? She's like, it was just a way to get you to change your tampons. (laughs) Just terrifying you. I'm like, so thanks for all the truth, Mom. Love that. (laughs) Love it so much. Honesty. Awesome. No, but uh, no, that's interesting. I've always wondered about that. Um, And I did remember reading that, like, there were a lot of cases in, like, the 70s and 80s. So when we were growing up, it was probably, like, still fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in hearing about how the FDA actually can be helpful in lowering mm-hmm. TSS, um, it sounds like it's gone down since all of those um, disgusting ingredients were taken out. Yeah. But Rayon still lives on. <laughs> 
Lucky Rayon, Rayon lives on. Vicious. on jokes for you because when I was doing this research I was like fuck my life I, I will say that up. doctor from UCLA made me feel a little bit better like right. okay yeah. well we would have been seeing like you know we, we're not seeing like a notable like you know terror of using over-the-counter tampons right. and you know sometimes people can't afford organic tampons yeah right. Right. I mean, use what you can that's my question is yeah. like if I switch what's that gonna do to my budget you know right I mean I the nice thing about what I just bought, I think it's called L from Target. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's from Target. It's easy to get. And yeah. I don't, I didn't, it didn't feel like a, a whole ton of money. Cool. I think good. it was like nine bucks for a yeah. tub. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Tub. That sounds a like a tub lot. of tampons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got some, uh, I've got some tampon jokes. I will say there's some great tampon or period related memes. I feel like that is really where the comedy lies on <laughs> online. Um, so this is a fun thread uh, where <clears throat> I'm assuming a bleeder um, called Neon Justice says, when you have your period, do you ever take a shower and stand there in the water and watch all the blood go down the drain and pretend that you just survived a gang battle and it's like a really dramatic time for you? <laughs> and then <laughs> a person who I assume is a man responds and says, is this what girls fucking think about? And then another bleeder <laughs> says, we get our period one time a month every month from ages 12 to 55. That's a lot of fucking blood. We might as well try to make it fun. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever been bleeding so much that I can see it go down the oh, drain. Really? Yeah, I have. I but have. That, but as soon as you said that, I thought of this the movie Psycho. Oh, oh, yeah. oh nice. Good times. Uh, and then this one says, when you ask if anyone has a spare tampon, and they do, and it just shows the final scene from Thelma and Louise where they uh, drive off <laughs> and holding hands. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Uh, and then it, this one says, it's so fucking weird how girls can just tell when our periods start. Like the exact fucking moment. You're just sitting in bed or standing in line for groceries and your face does that kind of thing. And that's so Raven where Raven gets a vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Maybe I should post those on our social yes. account. Yes, we can do that. Since, and I've, then- since I've gone off birth control, I have been so much more aware of that feeling because for so many years, mm. like I wouldn't be really bleeding and mm-hmm. so like the other day I was at work and it happened and I was just like <gasps> and I knew exactly what it was and yeah. it's like and then I feel really proud of myself that I was right like I was right like I was I bleeding. know myself I gotta say I think I'm like just I feel like I can feel it less because I mean because one I feel like I get a lot of false starts mm. where I'm like oh oh this is definitely my period I better run to the bathroom immediately and then I get there there's nothing oh. I'm like what am I feeling Weird. like it's do really you weird. feel like like the, the feel of like flow out of your yes I feel uh, that sometimes too and I wonder if that's just like tingling in your pubic oh. hair maybe oh maybe do you maybe. have pubic hair you have I pubic do. hair I do okay. I'm, <laughs> I've, I've seen it, it. <laughs> she knows we I've seen it do at you a have spa. pubic lice yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no comment tingling in your pubic hair <laughs> Because I'm no I, yeah. comment. 
Yeah, because I feel like sometimes I feel for me, it's I don't feel when I know I have my period. I don't feel like the flow, but I feel like the cramp and the like squeeze uh, and uh, the pressure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, typically now it's like I'll get uh, the light day before I get the cramps. Mm. But it's like, you know, that feeling once you like, you know, that's why I got to say it's really tough to like have all this knowledge about why I shouldn't use a tampon after having tried a menstrual cup and Mm. pads and like I had a period that was like kind of rocky. So I tried and I saw a video about how terrible tampons are for the environment. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use my diva cup, uh, which is too big for me. We've decided. Um, but all day, super uncomfortable. I have to get a smaller one. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to put anything else at me right now. So I used a pad to sleep and I hated both because mm-hmm. like the pad thing, it's like it, as I'm sleeping, it's just feels like I'm bleeding out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not a good feeling. I mean, yeah, I love tampons and I'm going to keep using them. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to know what's in them and to know Agreed. that there are options. Uh, so I don't think people should just be like throwing tampons away because yeah. I agree with you. You got to use what feels right to you. Right. And Meg, maybe yeah. you, this is a good note to you to stop putting tampons in preemptively. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I well, read. Yeah, I only read. use what you need. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't I wouldn't say when I use them preemptively, it's like the day that it's going to start mm-hmm. and it just hasn't started yet. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's 10 and it might start mm-hmm. at three. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm not like walking around for days. Sure. Without them. But yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the research, it, yeah. it mentioned yeah. like only use it when you're actively <sighs> flowing, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to use the other products. Like I know that um, I don't know if Diva Cup does this, but I know menstrual cup companies have sizes. You can figure out what size works best for you. I think Diva Cup only has two sizes, but I think other companies might have more. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to use. Yeah, we should try try all the different products. Yeah. And I'm excited to use this organic tampon to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a short video. It is from one Cameron Esposito. But I basically just typed in pe- like comics that I like period joke to see what popped up. Um, and Cameron Esposito popped up and she was like, men, no need to tell period jokes anymore. I came up with the best one. And then it was a, a link to this. So if you think periods are disgusting, you have no idea how disgusting periods actually are. actually held a chunk of my blood have you guys like picked up a chunk i haven't but i have marveled at it 
I too have marveled at the viscosity. Uh, <laughs> Good word. And the and and the um uh, amount, but it's never been in a shape. But I do have a friend uh, who, when she was on a birth control, it was making her period all crazy, and she said that she uh like. Again, I don't even know what the right verb is. Uh, evacuated her her uterus and it was like a a piece of chicken skin. Whoa! But like period color. Whoa! But she was just like it was solid and thin and yeah and like but like I think like thick like oh and yeah anywho she was like that I knew I had to change up what I was putting in my body. Wow. All right, so now we're going to do a Why I Cried This Week. Why did I cry this week? Cry this week. Nobody's supposed to be here. When I talk about why I cried this week. So my Why I Cried This Week is very podcast-centered. Um... I was re-listening to Nancy because I somehow fell off the wagon that Nancy's had like two seasons come out. Nancy's a podcast uh, out of WNYC uh, and it's uh, hosted by uh, two Asian Americans, um, a gay guy and then a girl, I think she identifies as bi. Okay. Um, bi or she's queer. Like, she's like mostly lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great show. Um, and... One of the co-hosts, Tobin, interviews Alan Cumming, um, who has, you know, Mick, um, who has a cabaret show, and he starts talking about, so his show is a lot about being an immigrant, um, but also about the love of his country of Scotland. Um, but he just said something really beautiful about being Scottish and how... Um, over sentimentality is like a big part of cultural aspect of being Scottish. Mm. Um, and he was saying that Celts like are able to handle sentimentality better than Americans. And I like really connected to that as yeah. someone that's like half Scotch Irish. Um, yeah, it was just really sweet. The idea of like sentimentality not being a negative thing. Yeah. And being able to just sit with your feelings like. Um, and be thoughtful and like emotional about things. He said like, um, you know, Celts like we cry a lot. And I was like, oh, maybe Aww. that's why I cry a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I think I take after my dad a lot who's like full Scotch Irish. Um, yeah. And he was saying like drinking and over sentimentality are like the two favorite <laughs> pastimes of Scotland. Um, yeah. It Aww. was just really beautiful. It just really hit me like. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know like why we are the way we are. Right. And maybe that's not why I'm that way, but maybe it is. Maybe you are PMSing. No, I'm just kidding. How did you get out for the last 32 years? <laughs> well, and I think that is really powerful to me the idea that like it's a trait as opposed to a weakness. Yeah. You know? He was yeah. like he was like by definition it's not a negative thing. Yeah. He's like I think we as Celtic people do it better than Americans. We can sit and be like weepy and overly sentimental. Yeah, we can and cry in front of each other. Yeah, people aren't judging each other for it. And yeah. I was like, whoa. It just really um, resonated with me. Aww. Yeah, it was a, it's a really sweet um, interview. I would recommend it. Um, so I've been like 
probably crying daily based on things I see online, uh, just because there's a lot out there. But today specifically, um, I was uh, watching clips of old Barbara Walters interviews for reasons I don't have to explain. (laughs) I don't have to explain myself to you guys. Um, But they showed this one clip and it was only like a minute and a half. And it was talking to Julie Andrews after she had this surgery that hurt her vocal cords. And I like... It was only two minutes, and yet I'm, like, weeping at my computer. And, like, my husband's, like, working just, like, five feet away from me. And he, like, looks over, and I'm just, like, Because she's, like, because, I mean, you know, Barbara Walters, she's always, like, trying to ask the questions that make the tears come. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, you know, tell me about the surgery and Julie Andrews and her, like, beautiful, like, lilty voice. is like, it wasn't supposed to have any effect on my vocal cords, but yet ever since then I – haven't been able to sing and Barbara Walters is like so what does that mean for you and will you ever be able will Julie Andrews ever sing again and she like sits with it for a second and then says honestly I think I'm still in denial I believe I will because if I don't have that belief then I will be devastated and who am I and then and I was just like oh my god and she keeps it together like she never loses it so I'm like losing it for her (laughs) and then and then Barbara Walters reads this quote that's like um, if if something like if Julie Andrews has lost her voice and the world has lost the greatest gift or something like that, oh and I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, because you oh. know it's like um, what is it called? Literary like irony. Yeah, what's that <laughs> literary term called? Dramatic irony. Where oh, yeah. like the audience knows something that the yes. people, oh, that yes. the character doesn't know and you're yes. like you won't like so I know that it. her voice didn't come back oh, and I'm just God. like uh but yeah she's sing just... speak in Princess Diary <laughs> Well I'm like oh just imagine having Julie Andrews' voice and then being told you can't do that and she was just uh. like I can't imagine not singing and then she like remember she's just like I mean singing with an orchestra and then like there's just this like she makes this face that's like she's all of a sudden there with an orchestra singing and also like the pain of thinking that might not happen I was just like oh Uh, it's too much too much and that was like a two minute clip guys wow uh speaking of music making you cry Mm. there was a really short clip of a toddler watching um, a piano, a pianist play Moonlight's, is it called Moonlight Sonata? Yeah. Da-na-na-na-na. It's the first time this kid's heard it and he's just like weeping yeah. at the thought of, at the, at a, the, ch- a at baby? The music yeah. has moved him yes. so no! much. That's why I cried three days ago. Yep. No! That's why I cried. Because that's me at every video flash mob, you <laughs> no! guys. It's a baby It's cry- beautiful. Well, he's like a he toddler. He's like, he's maybe like two, two years old. Moved to tears by what? Moonlight Sonata. And, yeah, he's just like stunned by the beauty of this music. And I'm oh. like, baby, I am with you. Yes. <sighs> All right. Feels good. Feels good, good to, to cry. cry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we learned so much. We learned so much. that We loved so much. And I relearned so much. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff I didn't remember. Yeah. Rayon. Like it was so long ago. We yeah. never forget Rayon. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. Lawmakers do. <sighs> well, thank you so much for sticking with us over the holidays, for enjoying us, um, for relearning about tampons with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're so excited to bring you some new stuff next week. Um, prepare yourself. We are delivering on a promise we made to bleeders. We're doing an episode dedicated to those times where you need to know that everything is fine. So we're going to have an episode that you can pop in during a pap smear that you can... Or a dental procedure. Of course. 
when you got cramps, when you're just curled yeah. up in bed with cramps, yeah, and you just need to hear some good positive stuff. Yeah, we're when making you've been served divorce papers. Yes, when or you're riding a particularly gnarly plane that's turbulent. Yes. When you have been subpoenaed because you've been a spokesperson for a corrupt president. Well, you should and not be listening to our Everything's not fine podcast. for you, but. But this, the next episode will be, a, a, it'll be a, a log fire for your ears. Oh, a yeah. Burning a log, burning you a log, log for your happiness. ears. Yes. So get ready for that. Oh, it's going to be so tasty. It's, you're going to like it. We promise. Remember, listeners, to check us out on Instagram. Leave us a nice, uh, fresh five-star review on all of the things. Uh, And until next week, keep calm. And bleed everywhere. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.